Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today for our Winning Side broadcast. It is Tuesday, March the 2nd, and uh, we are looking forward to a great day. I hope you had a good day yesterday. I hope Monday is not a, a terrible, awful day, but I hope uh, for a Christian, I hope uh, every day is a wonderful day. It should be because we have the Lord, and uh, I've, I've taught the kids in our children's choir. Uh, every Sunday night, I get to be with them for about 15 minutes, and I've taught them a little chorus. We'll play it for you on the radio, not today, but we'll play it sometime. But it's called, It's Been a Wonderful Day All Day Long. When I woke up this morning, God gave me a song. A lot of things have happened today that could have gone wrong, but it's been a wonderful day all day long. And I hope it's been a wonderful day for you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, let us know, 252-308-4600. You can call or text that number. And if you're watching on Facebook, if you'll uh, just uh, leave us a comment, uh, like, share the video, uh, we would appreciate that. You say, well, I do it every time. I know and I appreciate it. It helps us to know that somebody is watching and somebody is listening. And I'm thankful for all of these different uh, ways that we have to get out the gospel, uh, Facebook, uh, radio, uh, website, podcast, you name it, YouTube, all those things. And I'm thankful for all of those tools. Happy birthday today to Laura Arthur and Penny Boyce and Ruth Dunlow. And I hope you ladies have a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, you know, it's amazing. Two of those ladies, they kind of look alike a little bit. And they just happen to have a birthday on the same day. And uh, if you know uh, those ladies, you know uh, why I'm saying that. Because they're sisters and they're twins. And I appreciate uh, Laura and Ruth. You are a blessing. And then uh, Penny Boyce, I hope you have a great day. We've been praying for your health. And then happy anniversary today to Joel and Melissa Evans. Happy anniversary. And may God bless you today. We're looking forward to a great service tomorrow night, Wednesday night, prayer meeting, Bible study. Teens on Target and Children's Ministries. And then on Sunday, of course, uh, drive-in, uh, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, online Sunday school, online services, radio services, you name it. Uh, we're just trying to get out the good news of the gospel. We want the preaching and teaching of God's Word to be readily available uh, to our entire community. If you're not going back to church yet, I would encourage you to tune into the radio. Now, if your church is meeting, I hope you're getting back to church, and I hope you're uh, getting involved, and I hope you're uh, a part of your church. But if you don't have a church, we'd love to invite you to come be a part of ours. And uh, certainly we hope that these radio and online services are a blessing to you. Here's a great song Brother Brady Rochester and his family sing. And I remember the first time I heard him sing this song. And it blessed my heart. We're going to talk about this subject in the Bible study, but it comes from the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 3, where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they knew that they were facing the fiery furnace. And they said, we're going to trust God. We believe that God is going to deliver us. But if not, 
we're still going to serve God. I hope that's your attitude. No matter how things turn out, no matter how things work down here in this life, I hope we'll have the attitude that we're still going to keep on keeping on and keep serving God and trust Him no matter what. with their greatest trial of all the king said give them one last chance surely their faith will fall but they would not bow and they would not bend all they said was we will stand for the god we serve is able to
for that song, and I appreciate uh, Brother Brady and his family. They will be with us in June. I believe it's the first Sunday in June, and we're planning to have a tent out there on that front uh, lawn uh, for the month of June for Anniversary Sunday uh, for Brother Brady and his family. We'll have Joe Arthur Revival, uh, Kids Crusade. It's going to be an exciting month. And you say, that's oh, a long ways away. No, actually, this is March. So in June is coming quickly, so uh, hang on tight. Daniel chapter 3, we see in this passage these events take place about 20 years after the events of Daniel 2. Remember, we talked yesterday about Daniel interpreting the dream of Nebuchadnezzar, and it was the head of gold and the arms and chest of silver and the abdomen of brass and the uh, legs and feet of iron and clay, and it represented the different empires. Well, that stone came, and that stone crushed uh, that image, and of course, that stone represented Jesus Christ, who is coming to set up his kingdom. Say, so, well, how is Jesus' kingdom different from the kingdoms of uh, the Romans and the Grecians and Medo-Persians and Babylonians? Because Jesus' kingdom never ends. Those kingdoms came and they went. But when Jesus comes and he sets up his kingdom, it will be an eternal kingdom, everlasting kingdom, uh, led by the King of kings and Lord of lords. So, Daniel 3. This takes place about 20 years later after Daniel 2. And the king, same king from Daniel 2, Nebuchadnezzar, he made an image of gold. Now, this image was the entire image, the entire statue was made of gold. It was 90 feet tall and it was 9 feet wide. And some historians believe that it was overlaid in gold. But there are some historians that say it's possible this was made of solid gold. Nebuchadnezzar, he controlled the world. And uh, it's possible. I don't know. I can't imagine. How many of you agree that either way, whether it was solid gold or overlaid in gold, that's a lot of gold for a 90-foot statue that is nine feet wide. And some believe that this was a, a self-image. This was a self-portrait. This was a uh, statue that Nebuchadnezzar made and said, hey, look at me. Remember, in the dream in Daniel 2, Daniel said, Nebuchadnezzar, you are the head of gold. And he said, hey, you are a, a great ruler and you've got a great kingdom, but your kingdom's not going to last forever and somebody's coming after you. So maybe it went to his head. Maybe it was his pride. Maybe uh, Nebuchadnezzar just got to uh, thinking about how great he was. I don't know. But verse number two of Daniel three, Nebuchadnezzar sent to all the rulers to gather them together. I'm not sure that they knew what was going on, but it says in uh, verse number two that he called the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces. This was the who's who of society. He got them all together. And when he got them all together, he brought them to the plain of Dura where this statue had been built. And he said, when you hear the sound of the music, and all the different instruments are listed in verse number five, he said, when you hear the sound of the music, that is your cue. That is your time to bow down and worship the statue. Now, hang on here. This was a king that in chapter two, he was praising God and saying that he is the God of gods and uh, he is the king and he is the Lord. And now in Daniel chapter three, Nebuchadnezzar says, no, actually, I take that back. I'm the one who you should be worshiping. 
And uh, what a crazy, crazy thought that somebody would think that, that, that a person should bow down and worship you or worship me. Friend, we're just dust. We're just dirt. We were created by Almighty God, but we're just sinners saved by grace. But here we have Nebuchadnezzar. He gives the command. In verse number six, he says, For anyone who does not bow down and worship, they would be cast into a fiery furnace. Now, I don't think that he thought anybody would not bow down, but maybe this was an afterthought. And he said, you know, we've got this furnace here. We've been using this furnace to prepare and to, to shape and to mold all of this gold into this image. And so, hey, the furnace is here. It's actually still hot. It's actually still cooking. We just got the, the image done. And hey, if you don't bow down, guess what? You're going into the fiery furnace. That was the ultimatum. We see in verse number 12 that there were three men that would not bow down to the image. It was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, here's the amazing thing. You say, why wouldn't they bow down? Well, in chapter 1, they wouldn't eat the king's meat or drink the king's wine. And I think that was because of some Jewish dietary laws, and they felt like they would defile themselves. But why didn't they bow down to this statue? Well, can I tell you, Exodus 20 says very clearly and very plainly, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. That's pretty clear. And these boys said, it ain't happening, king. We are not bowing down. Sure, Fiery furnace, you say whatever you want to, king, but we will not bow down. Can I say this? Exodus 20 was in the Old Testament. I understand that. It's one of the Ten Commandments. But can I tell you, that is still in effect today. As God's people, we shouldn't bow down to worship any idol. We should not put anything or anybody above God or in the place of God. We should still worship God and worship Him alone. And, and may God help us as Christians and forgive us for times that we allow things to come between us and God. These men were willing to give their lives to obey God. Verse number 14, Nebuchadnezzar could not believe it. He said, guys, there's got to be a mistake. There must be a misunderstanding. Is it true? Is it true that you really decided you were not going to bow down and worship this image? He says in verse number 15, I love this question. The king says, who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? You can tell the king he was enraged. He said, who in the world is that God that you worship that's going to deliver you out of my hands? Well, guess what? Nebuchadnezzar was about to find out who that God was. He was about to realize that the God that he was messing with was a God that had far more power than Nebuchadnezzar ever dreamed of having. And you say, how do you know that? Because in verse number uh, 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, hey, O king, uh, uh, we're not careful to answer thee in this matter. That basically means we don't, we don't owe you an explanation. We don't have to give you an answer. But let me tell you something. Our God that we serve, the God that you're asking us about who it is, well, our God that we serve, he is able to deliver us from the furnace and he's able to deliver us from your hands. Aren't you glad that the God we serve is able to deliver us? 
You may not be facing a fiery furnace. You may not be facing a lion's den. You may not be facing a, 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 a cross or you may not be facing an execution, but you may be facing something that is very difficult in your life. And you say, there's no way I can get out of this. There's no escape from this. Well, I want to tell you, God is able. And they said, our God is able to deliver us. I'm glad God is able to deliver us. They said, the God that we serve, I hope we're serving that God. I hope we're living for that God. If he is really our God, then we will serve him. He's able. But then verse number 18, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they answered the king and said, he's able, but if not, that means if God does not choose to deliver us, that's up to him. He's God. We're going to trust him. We're still not going to bow down. We're still not going to worship the golden image which you have set up. You can do to us whatever you want, but our trust is in God. And I want to encourage you today, when God works a miracle, when God comes through the way you and I think so, praise God for that. But when God does not come through like we think he should, maybe the timing is not according to our timing. Maybe the, 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 the ways or the methods are not exactly what we think should, it should be. Can I tell you, you can still trust God. And but if not, they said, we're still not going to bow down. They say about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, here were three men that wouldn't bend, they wouldn't bow, and we'll see tomorrow, they wouldn't burn. They were thrown into that fiery furnace. God didn't spare them from the furnace, but we'll see how God spared them in the furnace. Let's live on the winning side and let's trust God like these young men did. But if not, we're still going to serve the Lord. God bless you. Hope you have a great day. We're looking forward to being back for another episode tomorrow. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a co-worker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.